Who would like to read today? I can. Excuse me? It's a short bird or a short chapter. <laughs> They're all short. Yeah. <laughs> That's the nice about this book. <laughs> it just needs more time for 2K17. Alright. <laughs> you guys ready? Whatever you are. Okay. Go for it. Text. Now the Lord hath repaired a great fish to oh, that's part of the last chapter. Let me start over. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought me, you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer went up to you, into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. What struck me about the end there was like, this is the picture of being vomited up. It's got to be really bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what fish vomit is like compared to human Probably vomit. Probably pretty gross. But I'm sure it's equally as nasty, mm -hmm. maybe even worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Plus, she probably got all that salt water mixed in. Yeah. You probably stank to high heaven. Yeah, you got Ooh. all kinds of stuff coming up with it, I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I'm wondering if he just... He went straight to Nineveh smelling like that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, he stopped by the first Motel 6 he saw. Got a quick hot shower. I can't imagine a hot that. Meal and <laughs> oh. Then took his car back. Yeah, he, <laughs> might, he might have gotten... Because I know back then they didn't bathe as much as we do now. And a lot mm -hmm. of times they just kind of sprayed themselves with stuff and kind mm -hmm. of deodorized themselves. So he might have had somebody do that for him mm -hmm. along the way but that obviously wasn't important enough to mention yeah. but like that's because that's got to be like an overwhelming stench <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. go ahead nah. I was just going to say I know you have stuff <laughs> you want to talk about well anyone pick up anything as you're reading or um, notice anything Not right away. Okay. Still kind of digesting. <laughs> no pun intended. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what the that's fish is doing no too. Pun I, I didn't even get it until you said something. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> I'm too busy glancing at this. So the first thing that I don't even have in my notes here, because mm -hmm. I just... Just realized it. Yeah because of your translation. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, first I'll preface that by saying 
there Jonah chapter 2 has a lot of like arguments against what hell is Okay. Okay. Like so, like the traditional belief of hell. You know, like I can say, me growing up, being in church all my life, I was taught to believe that hell was a place that you go where you're burning for all eternity. Mm-hmm. That's the like the traditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we going like, to the kind of the David Asher kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because there's a couple things here. So, like, verse 2, the word shale, shale. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, liter- is literally hell. hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, in this case, is just, like, the place of the dead or departed. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with fire or burning. Right. So that was the first thing I picked up. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing, like, spectacular, but <laughs> I just I noticed that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I guess while I'm on that topic, I'll skip down to verse six. Going along the same lines, I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates locked shut forever. Hmm. So there he's saying like alluding to the fact that I've been in the belly of the fish forever mm-hmm. which is the same word that like appears in Revelation uh, 14 okay I'm trying to think because I know was, I think there's, there's several times in Revelations where it talks about hell I think but I think sometimes there's different words used Revelation 14 11 and the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever so, um, that forever doesn't literally mean eternal. Yeah. It just means for that time period where, like, there's an end to forever. There, and it can be all your perspective, too, because yeah. there's things, especially yeah. as impatient as we are, yeah. like, all oh, that lasted forever when it really and was, that, like, yeah, five like, minutes. And that's kind of <laughs> what he, like, forever is a time frame. Like, there's a time frame along with forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eternity. Which is weird to think about it that way, but mm-hmm. yeah. But eternal is... Eternal. There's no time frame. Infinity. That, <laughs> yeah. What was and that? Four, 14, uh, 11? 11. Okay, I just wanted to see what the context was. With and my, my translation, I don't know, it does say forever when I... Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point. So while, like, hell, and, like, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're not really here to talk about hell. Yeah, yeah. But these two verses were here, and it's something I was like, okay. Um, It's interesting, though. You know, hell, obviously, is eternal separation from God. Mm -hmm. So hell, in that regard, is eternal, like, never-ending separation. Mm -hmm. But as far as, like, Hell being like eternal torment and burning. I don't know that there's like much um, to back up that yeah. argument. And as hell being, and I can and I kind of agree with you too. After I have to watch it again, but when we watched that, yeah, I know exactly. David Asherick part because he 
Because, like you said, he went back and looked at the root of the words. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that makes a lot more sense. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think I was necessarily ever really, like, dead set on being the traditional way either. But, like, I didn't really have any problem changing my mind on that. I was yeah. dead set on so. it. And when he told, when, like, we had a conversation about it and he told me that, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that, it makes total sense. Like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> Um, I wish I could remember which translation that I got this from, but there was a translation that didn't use the, the word forever, but used a phrase like, like it felt like I was there, like forever. it felt like I was in like a never-ending something, like a never-ending situation. Yeah. So that that word forever could be used as like a an over-exaggeration almost. Well, like, and like Brad said, like to us, sometimes it does feel like forever. Yeah, like when you were sick, yeah, stuck like in that chair, you were probably like, gosh, I've been in this chair forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I can imagine being stuck inside of a fish. Even for three days would be not knowing, forever. <laughs> yeah, like not knowing what the heck is happening. Probably like... <laughs> Day two comes around and you're like, man, I've been here forever. What's, mm -hmm. what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of watching a documentary about a prisoner, about a former prisoner who is in the hole of solitary confinement mm -hmm. for two months. Looks like that was better. his punishment for being in a riot and a bunch of other stuff and he just gave a very good description about like day one like this is what he thought day two then day 15 mm -hmm. and then just they changed. had <laughs> and then they had one of the prison officials like higher up try to do one week in the hole living as an inmate hmm. dressed as an inmate being fed when the inmates get fed the first three days he said oh absolute hell the fourth day he just wanted to bash his head against the wall because <laughs> it probably felt like forever oh yeah <laughs> So, um, so one through four, <clears throat> inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord as God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord. He answered me from the deep, in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my, to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the sea, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. So, like, when I hear him say this, I don't think he realizes that he's actually literally inside the presence of God. Hmm. Because he's praying as if God were, like, in a distance. Mm -hmm. Like, he's saying, yet I will want look once more toward your holy temple. Yeah. 
speaking out like God is like <laughs> away. Away. Yeah. When if my like if my opinion I I gave you for chapter one about the whole fish thing where yeah the language that's used is not a whale but like a great fish mm -hmm. alluding to the fact that he could literally be in the great I am mm -hmm. inside his presence literally mm -hmm. he doesn't even realize where he's at <laughs> well not to mention instead of the fish he was yeah. also protected everything mm -hmm. so I gotta tell you though like I guess that does make sense like this whole this whole part of chapter 2 reminds me exactly of King David and because this is how a lot of his psalms go mm -hmm. like especially when he's in distress because he'll, he'll start off you know woe is me mm -hmm. but then halfway through he'll always turn it around mm -hmm. I just like I just I mean this is, is this David <laughs> you know what I mean it just ma reminded me of that you know well, and in doing research for chapter two, and I left this out of my notes because it goes really deep. But, <laughs> um, they're they're saying that this event of Jonah actually probably happened before the time of David, mm. so David probably took a lot of his mm. written psalms from Jonah's prayer. Okay. Uh, this was the first song recorded. Possibly, yeah. If wow. they're correct in their their like time frame. Time frame. That's yeah. That's uh, they'd have they'd know better than I would because it, like you said, they have it in the Bible after. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not necessarily always in chronological yeah. order though. Yeah, it's set up by like the law and the prophets. Yeah. And Maya yeah, prophets, the major prophets. It's yeah. so like all over the place. Mm -hmm. the, the they first actually thing. say that Job is the first should be chronologically the first. Like after like Genesis? Or yeah, after I mean Genesis yeah. obviously is no, by when it was written. Okay. It's Job and then Genesis. Like okay. when you read the I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction yep. and he answered me like that is the first thing I think. Like Psalms. 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 Yeah. It sounds just like a psalm. Yep. <laughs> that helps, helps me appreciate that more too because that's something I've actually been going through Try that work day by day is trying to go through get through the psalms. See if I can get through the whole 150, and they're all there's a lot of them that are very similar though yeah. to that. Especially because I'm like in the mid 50s now, and like I said, there's a lot of them in a row that are like he's in some pretty crappy situations. Yeah, and it's but he's still changing his perspective. Seven five through seven. I sank beneath the waves and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth through gates locked shut forever. But you, O oh Lord, my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord and my earnest prayer went out to you in the holy temple. There again, he's like speaking as if he's distant. Mm -hmm. But also... His language to me sounds almost as if he's thanking God for rescuing him from the very thing God sent to rescue him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he's confused. Like he's, it's almost like he's looking at the storm, the waves, and the fish 
as like something he needs rest he needs mm-hmm. God to rescue him from uh-huh. right when actually God is the one who sent that to rescue him from himself mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, he's but not we realizing don't, we don't see that no. when it ha you know yeah so it makes sense that he wouldn't see that because we don't see that mm-hmm. but how often do you think we're in these situations where we're asking for God to rescue us when not actually it's probably maybe sent by God to rescue us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Shane said sometimes God sends storms to redirect us mm-hmm. back to where we need to go mm-hmm. but when we <coughs> stand like outside do I like a sea fat? Man, you're swinging outside. I wanted to go to the store. He closes, store, closes some doors and opens others. Didn't he say something, too, though, about, like, if you notice that you're with people and they have a lot of storms, maybe it's best to move on to a different boat or something? Like, didn't he say something about we, that? We did, and I think we did talk about that, but that, that was kind of like, <laughs> really, that was really, like, mm-hmm. burning my brain up. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, I could go either way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I just think it's weird. I guess it's just him being poetic, but like, if he's really if he's really in the belly of a fish, then what, then how is seaweed getting wrapped around his head? Mm-hmm. Like how 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 is the roots of the mountain sinking down? That that <laughs> piece with the seaweed I could understand because I think like you know the the fish swallows a bunch okay. of seawater gets so like that. But then when he talks about, you know, I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. You just totally lost me there. It's like, <laughs> there's a mountain and a fish. There's no, maybe he like, was doing some exploring. Which makes me think, like, it's... Like, maybe he got up to the teeth that opened them, they'd close really quickly. I don't know. Like, they close around them really quick. Or maybe he's not speaking of his situation at this moment he's just talking about life in general like this is where <coughs> I've been kind of like a plot twist yeah talking aside about from this that's going on I've also been no. to the you know hmm. I don't know maybe he's using those since he's literally in the in the sea or mm-hmm. the ocean He's using the sea and the ocean as like a metaphor for how he's mm-hmm. feeling like he's probably feeling like he's hit rock bottom like he's yeah. never oh, been yeah. lower in his life than now mm-hmm. where he feels like life is ch- like literally choking him mm-hmm. as if seaweed were wrapped around his head sucking the mm-hmm. life out yeah. of him I mean, after all he is like what? and like you can't go any lower in the earth than the bottom of the ocean where the mountains like go into the ground. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, hmm. he probably would have had to have been like a hundred some thousand feet under the like in the sea or something. Yeah, it's far down, down shore. And I'm kind of with you on uh, the bars that locking shut like. Imagine going into a fish and then its mouth closing, and you see its teeth mm-hmm. closing behind you, kind of like bars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Like that was the first image that popped into my 
Depending on what kind of fish it was, they have the thin, really sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. So as it closes, well, so as the mouth closes, it actually looks like mm -hmm. bars coming down. So I don't know if can we build a time machine? Go back to Jonah's den and ask him exactly what he was thinking when he did this. So eight verses eight through ten. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah onto the beach. So I see Jonah becoming selfish here, making it about him. Mm. He's bringing bringing thanks and making promises of things he will do that everyone else has missed. Huh. I, that's, Yet, yeah. in reality, the people that were on that boat who are now awesome. like saved... <laughs> Are already doing that. Like it says at the at the end of verse or chapter one. They feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice yep. to the Lord and took vows. Yep. Hmm. That's what I got when I read verse nine. Um, nine. Mm -hmm. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. It's like, look at them. Yep. But I will sacrifice to you with the vows of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. It's so, like. So there's a New Testament story that very closely resembles this. If anyone knows what I'm alluding to, if it's not in the Bible, then it's not true. Well, let's go there. Every Christian knows that. Luke chapter 8. Well, then it must be true because it's in the Bible. So this uh, yeah. talking about the people bringing in tithes and uh, the religious yeah. guy bringing in a lot and being like, thank you that I'm not like them. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm wondering. I know. I was trying to think of like what story because I could hear that. Like, thank God, thank you that I'm not like yeah. that, but I Chapter 8, <coughs> verse 9 through 14. Yeah. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, you have been given the mysteries of God's kingdom, but these mysteries come to everyone else in parables so that when they see, they can't see, and when they hear, they can't understand. It's not right. Yeah, I was going to say that's. Ladies and gentlemen, please excuse these technical difficulties. Is it in Luke? Good question. I know what you're talking about, though. About the 
Is it about the one guy who buries his um, thing in the ground? Nope. Nope. Not quite. It is in Luke 18. Oh. It is the parable of the Pharisee and the tax. I didn't put the one in the eight. <laughs> Nine through 14. Well, at least you got that part of it. Jesus told this parable to certain people who had convinced themselves that they were righteous and who looked on everyone else with disgust. Two people went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed about himself with these words. God, I thank you that I'm not like everyone else, crooks, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I receive. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even lift his eyes to look forward toward heaven. Rather, he struck his chest and said, God, show mercy to me, a sinner. I tell you that this person went down to his own justified rather than the Pharisee. All who lift themselves up will be brought low, and those who make themselves low will be lifted up. Where, where is that one that's kind of where the, uh, the the lady that's poor gives like her last few coins though too? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. ain't that kind of a similar thing? Because there's the, the guy that gives a whole bunch, mm-hmm. and then the right? Because he makes a, he says something about like she gave, she had nothing and gave it, and what she gave was. Right, because it wasn't was, a sacrifice for yeah. him, it, mm-hmm. but it was a sacrifice for her. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's one of the one of the. It's interesting though, <laughs> because even though he. Even though that was the way he said that, God still delivered him out of the. Mm-hmm. God still delivered him. Yeah, have, um, even in the midst of Jonah's disobedience, he knew God was going to hear and listen to his cries for help. He's realizing that he made a mistake and now has to live with the consequences. Even in the midst of being at his lowest point in life, he knows that it is only temporary. He is also thankful to God that he is also thankful that God saved him from drowning in the sea, even though his current situation isn't the greatest. He is safe in the presence of God. He's thankful to know that he serves the only true living God, the one who knows will answer him while others are wasting their time worshiping pieces of rock. <laughs> He makes the wise decision to follow through with God's instruction to go to Nineveh. At that, at that point, whether Jonah's prayer was sincere or not, God decided to place Jonah back on the earth. So in, in reading through this prayer, there were a couple things that were wrong with it. I mean, as far as like, I mean, can you really, really be wrong in your prayer? But 
there are some things that were lacking as far as what he probably should have prayed yeah. at that point. Mm -hmm. And I'm stealing this from David Asher. Well, what do you guys think? Like, is there anything you notice in reading that that's not there that should be? Once upon a time in the end, that's the only two things I can think of right now. Hmm. I believe this is a trick question. No. <laughs> Let me just tell you what I got. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't you? Yeah, there's five things. Number one, his prayer was forced. Because mm. he was thrown into the yeah. valley. Mm. He was put in a situation that he didn't like, and he was pretty much forced at that point. Well, last resort, might as well pray about yeah. it. <laughs> he had no confession at all of guilt or wrongdoing mm. to put him in that situation. He didn't ask for forgiveness for his disobedience. Mm -hmm. He acknowledges the dangerous situation he's in, but doesn't acknowledge what caused it. Mm. And he elevates himself above everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he touched on that. <laughs> that makes sense. We all do that too, don't mm -hmm. we? Nah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's Still interesting. trying to find that story. If it exists. I'll probably find it pretty quick here. I don't think it's in Luke. Mark 12, Mark 41 to 44, or Luke 21, 1 to 4. Huh. Uh, just, just skip that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw 23 was when he got arrested, so I didn't think it was going to be that close to that. Missed it by Did that you say Mark much. what? <laughs> 12, 41 to 44. Two mites. It's cool. Yeah, it just took a little bit. Yeah, it's a real short story too. Mm -hmm. you read it. I'll, I'll read it out of the loop real quick. Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. 
He said, Truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, put in all she had, excuse me, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. I guess that pastor ain't making his Lamborghini payment that month. Uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I decided to add in my sarcasm friend. So that I got for Jonah too. If anyone else has anything. I think I saw anything else. You got a lot more out of it than I originally thought it would. Yeah. I got something for Jonah 3. Can we read ahead? Oh. <laughs> no. Keep it for two weeks from now, because next week we are not having Bible study. It's our anniversary. Oh, shoot, okay. What graveyard he And as much as I enjoy you all. <laughs> 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 Will you guys be spending it inside of a cemetery? 